Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And joining us today, all the way from across the pond, it's Mr. Rich Masters. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Rich? I'm, yeah, I'm good. Um, it's, it's, it's been, been a, a long while. time since. <laughs> It's been a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I hope people can hear me on this podcast. That'd be oh, amazing. That'd what be a good, novelty right? that would be. I have to admit, like when I edited you out of the last podcast that we did because of your fucked up computer, yeah. I said a really mean joke and I took it out because I felt so bad about what it. What did you say? I said, uh, I, I, I forget. I was like, okay, well, here's like the episode without Rich. And I was like, it's probably better that way. Don't fire me. <laughs> that would have been And then we better. invited him on this no. one. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I felt really bad. I was like, nah, it's too much. Right, I'm definitely right. getting fired if I leave that in. <laughs> I like how I've suddenly developed the power to fire people. Like, <laughs> nah. Apparently anyone can do it. Oh, yeah. From what I've learned, anyone can fire you. <laughs> Any talentless hack can do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to swiftly move away from that. Not that I don't agree with it. Don't move away from it. Uh, oh, this fuck, is uh, a Star Trek Watch Club podcast with a heart of gold. And Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have a collection right now. Rich gave us our last collection, the Shipwreck Witcher Boys collection, and... Uh, so you know what that means. It's time for our intermission selection collection, the best of the rest. All filler, no killer, baby. <laughs> it's a collection that is uh, all of the great episodes of Star Trek that we haven't done yet, pretty much. Mm. And uh, I chose these episodes for the list by going around and finding top ten lists of all Star Trek episodes across the wow. internet. Today's episode comes from the Mary Sue uh <laughs> I don't know anything about that website, so if you hate it, I guess you're a sexist. I don't know. What yeah, um, what is what do they talk about on that website? <laughs> like what's what's I think the focus? I think it's um a focus on like a feminist lens for oh, okay. Uh, okay. media, but I I don't know whether it has a bad reputation or not because yeah I don't I know don't, I, I, don't I use internet. I may have heard of it, but I I don't know for it, sure. So if, it if it's good. Good for oh, them. It if cool. it's dumb, fuck, fuck them. Oh no, I was going to say, <laughs> if it doesn't, you can wait about five minutes and it will, right? Oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, today's episode comes from their top ten list, and it is Deep Space Nine, Season 6, Episode 13, Far Beyond the Stars, a.k.a. the perfect episode for three white men to talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I got fucking hot watching this. Yeah. I was, like, fucking heated. This episode, dude. like, hurts and makes you angry all yeah. at least it's At least it's not the other one, though, right? Like, Oh, like the follow-up where he's... Yeah, because well, we'll there's, con- there's a conclusion episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is also, like, God, it's heartbreaking. But That one's worse, I think. That like Not not worse, like, as in, like, the cat- Cochrane and Catfish scale, but, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, harder to swallow the, the yeah, injustices the, like, being this, shoveled yeah, into this your This character face. that we love ended up in this situation. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's absolutely fucked. Um, this uh, episode was written by Mark Scott Zacree who also wrote the next-gen episode, First Contact, from uh, season four. 
That's the one where the nurse fucks Riker. Yeah, the nurse yeah. is like, I'll let you go if you give me that dick. Lilith, right? Lilith. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Zakri is probably most known for writing the Twilight Zone Companion, which is the encyclopedia for the original Twilight Zone in this uh, 90s one altogether. Mm hmm. I thought that was just, like, a uh, sci-fi channel. <laughs> that's a, that's a really out-of-date joke. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. Way uh, old. <laughs> yeah, Zachary also wrote on uh, a lot of television shows uh, at, the, at the time in the 90s and earlier throughout the 80s, such as He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, The Real Ghostbusters, Sliders, <laughs> Sliders. And William Shatner's Tech War. Hey! Oh, fuck! <laughs> tech War mentioned. Ding! <laughs> Drink. And uh, this episode was directed by little-known director Avery Brooks. Ah, yes. You can you can tell. Not yeah. in a bad way, that he, but you can tell he directed yeah. now, he, he has uh, He has his like passions as a performer and a writer and a director, and he's very much into telling the story of like African Americans. Like yeah. that's what he wanted more of throughout all of Deep Space Nine. And uh, ever since then he's done a lot of stage plays that are uh, written by black folks for black folks. Yeah, you can tell yeah. he's um he directed this because he uh, treats this like a stage play. It yes. has like three sets. Yep. And That's all it he, needs, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's perfect, Apartment, perfectly condensed cafe, and work. Uh, work. Well, there's a scene in the street, a couple of scenes in the street. So yeah, but and like the, the street is condensed. the same street with different lighting. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time it's a different street. Yo, Billy, move the cars. Yeah. <laughs> make it look like a different street. I'm going on strike. This sucks. <laughs> I'm going on strike in 2023. <laughs> Just 25 more years and I could go on strike. <laughs> yeah, this aired February 11th, 1998. Oh, yeah. It's a the Valentine's year, Day episode. The year after um, Will Smith released Big Willy Style. As yeah. everyone knows. We finally everyone figured knows. that out today. We, we uncovered the deep Big Willy lore today. <laughs> Big Willy, will, not Willennium, mind no. you. Will, Willennium is 1999, baby. Two. And then somewhere in there was the Wild Wild West soundtrack. Yeah, I mean we've, I mean another seminal moment in history. <laughs> the release where, of Will Smith's terrible free albums. Where that yeah. producer finally got that giant mechanical spider in a movie. <laughs> finally, finally, oh and, it, and we and we have been better off for it <laughs> since. <laughs> Uh, this episode begins with Cisco um, really feeling the weight of the Dominion War and mm. the people lost during it. Especially a friend of his, Captain Quentin Swafford, died, and so did everyone else on the USS Cortez. That wow! That captain is British as fuck. Yeah, Quentin Swafford. <laughs> Quentin Swafford here. The replicators are uh, uh, making colors. <laughs> Where did wh that accent went all around the world? Yeah, it did, it did. <laughs> He's South African, all right. Uh, Hi, uh, Brown. <laughs> 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 oh, but 
But uh, he's he's having a conversation with Kira about the losses during the Dominion War, and she keeps trying to be like, you know, well, that's what war is, dog. That's how it works. Yeah, and, she's like, this is my, like, second one in, like, five years, so yeah, whatevs. Wait, wait till your dad dies and your mum gets turned into a sex slave. Then we'll talk, Cisco. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking <laughs> of... <laughs> Kira leaves, and Cisco's dad comes in, freshly not dead. Mm. He's like, I wanted to visit the fucking front lines for my yeah. vacation. He's, he's like, why did you come? This is the first time you've ever left Earth. And he's like, yeah. well, it's now or never, which is like, mm, Cisco's already depressing. dealing with this shit. You're making it worse. Yeah. I'll be dead soon, son. He's like, well, I know Swafford. Well, yeah, one of us. We'll see next season. Oopsies. Um... He's he's like I know you introduced Swafford to his wife and now he's dead but that's the way the cookie crumbles I'm a chef <laughs> and he's like oh, I'm thinking about quitting and uh, Gadisco Gadisco like, Gadisco yeah. is like well I'll I'll support you no matter what but he knows he knows that like it's not in Cisco to quit that that's not what he does. He tries to, and then he gets sent on a fucking, like, spirit journey and shit. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) He's just trying to wash potatoes in a back alley, but they won't uh, fucking let him. It's clams or oysters. All right. It's millennium, Josh. (laughs) It's millennium. I think you're right. I think it's oysters. But, um. Oh, here we go. Dom Toretta. Go get him, Dom. Go get him, Dom. You stop, Worf. Let's just put all jokes that are from before the podcast in this. <laughs> they know. They know. But, uh, like, he's talking about this with his dad, and uh, Odo, without his makeup on, walks past wearing 50s clothes. Yeah. Yeah, and Cisco's like, who the fuck was that? Who was, and everybody's like, who? Who was who? What are you talking about? And He's like, Odo just walked past looking like without his makeup on. A Hume Odo. <laughs> he walked past without all that fucking jizz all over his head. And <laughs> Did he learn how to do noses or what? <laughs> but Why does his like, ear have faults in him? <laughs> <laughs> he can't do ears either, apparently. <laughs> He can but, turn into a fucking gungy jackdaw, which is like a prehistoric <laughs> bird. Perfectly But he can't fine. turn into an ear? He can't do ears? Can he turn into just a hand if he wanted to? Could he be, like, Could it be thing? thing? <laughs> oh, fuck. That'd be sick. Uh, but he's he's talking to Cassidy Yates, who, uh, if you don't know, that actress is in, like, every sci-fi show that's ever happened since yeah. this show. Yeah. And yeah. she's great in all of them. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, uh, I'm going to take my ship out. It's nowhere near the Cardassian border or the front lines or anything. And I have no weapons, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, and he's I'm like, a freighter captain. He's like, I do what sure I want. I, I don't. I don't need no Starfleet man. <laughs> but she's get she's it, like, girl. I'm gonna go anyway. And he's like, Are you sure you could get killed? And she's like, What do I fucking care? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already dead inside Cisco. But then, I live in a, a fucking space. I'm thing. a fucking freighter captain. <laughs> But uh, Worf walks by without his makeup on, dressed as a baseball man, and he's like, did you catch that game last night, Benny? And he was like, what? He's like, <laughs> and Cassidy's like, who are you talking to? 
And then Cisco <laughs> just runs away to the door that the baseball man went through. Shut up, he goes, baseball. He's like, shit, baseball, it's real. <laughs> but he, it's he, back. He goes through the door and he's in the middle of, uh, it says here New York City Street, but we all know where he's at. He's on the California back lot, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, because the Giants were in New York. That's right. And he gets hit by a taxi and rolls up on the hood. And I thought it was San Francisco because of the Giants. I was like, "Oh, that's Sa-. and it makes sense because yeah, San at the Francisco. time, like this yeah. is the giant where the Giants are at." I gotta know fucking baseball history now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it cuts to Doctor Bashir uh, shining lights into his closed eyes. I was like, "What yeah. are you doing, Bashir?" <laughs> Trust him. He he knows he's enhanced. That's, that's how it's you do true. it in the future. He doesn't even need the light. He's no. just do, going through the motion. He fucking clicks his uh, temple and the lights on his eyes come on. Bling! <laughs> but uh, he's like, uh, your neural patterns look like when you were having visions the last year. And like last year he was um, fully like connected as a conduit to the prophets and it was killing him. Like That's right. I forgot about that. And uh, he he was literally on death's door and was refusing the surgery to have the connection severed because he he was like so brainwashed by the prophets. That's, that's the first episode where they get the new uniforms, the good uniforms. Oh, is oh, it? Oh, the gray ones, yeah. yeah. I knew we had I you on the those. show for a reason. Facts, <laughs> man. Just the facts. But he's he's like, uh, you're, I'm going to have to keep you here uh, in the medical bay for like uh to keep an eye on you and he's like is that absolutely necessary and he's like look what could possibly go wrong i am the captain of a space station that's at the front lines of the most important war in galactic history and i'm seeing baseball man so fucking sue me and last time this happened i had a massive coma and nearly died yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine it's it's fine. It's and he's he's like, here, check out your fucking stats on this pad. Look at your HP. You gotta stay here. <laughs> it's like a Madden screen. He's like sixty two. That's pathetic. <laughs> Trade. But uh, it it sort of like switches scene to uh, him looking at a copy of the science fiction magazine Galaxy at a newsstand. Mm. I love this design of this yeah. fucking. It's so cool. Dude. Like they really lean into everything looking fifties. Like yeah. it's it's so perfectly done. Is this yeah. um, the issue of Galaxy that has the space station from the episode Court Martial on it, or is that? Ah, uh, uh, great question. Damn. So um, because no, I think Benny is, the, is real. I think you're. Right? I think you're right. Actually, so on the bottom black strip of the magazine, um, it's got this is Court Martial. Written by, and then it's covered up. But it's a space uh, station from the TOS episode Court yeah, Martial. Court Martial written by Samuel T. Kogl, and his thumb mm. is over the rest of it. Yeah, I can't remember if he's the writer, but it's definitely a matte painting from based on TOS. Wow, yeah. Um, matte painting by Albert Whitlock mm. of Starbase 11. There you go. Mm. Damn, rich. I, was, I, yeah. I knew we had him on the show for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I got some more. I got some more. I'm not going to spoil them. Oh my god! These are fucking more. John Larroquette as fuck right now. <laughs> it's like John Larroquette's here himself. I don't yeah. know. I would have done an impression, but I don't know what he sounds like. I think uh, he sounds he like a sounds normal like a man. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, then there you go. He's like, I'm a white guy from yeah. America. 
Oh, um, I can't do that. He, he sounds really sarcastic, but that might just can be Night an, Court. Right, okay. Can you do a New York accent, Rich? A, a New York accent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they I do it in this episode. I can't really do accents on... Hey, on. you gotta do it like this. <laughs> Why can't you do a New York accent? What's your problem? What, what's your problem? I'm a racist. Yeah, I gotta... Put a pizza in that oh suck hole. Oh my god, this dude just said he was a racist? Holy oh my sh- Holy cannoli. Not, not like us, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. <laughs> but we meet Benny Russell, who is, of course, Cisco wearing glasses. And dressed in a dope as fuck suit. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. dressed to the nines, as they used to say. Man looks yeah. good in a suit. As we talked about on our other podcast, uh, Story Lords, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff is from 1934, so he knows all mm-hmm, of these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> lingo, all this talk. I don't know. This Benny about. Russell stuff is is after my time. I don't know any of <laughs> the 50s. You don't. You're not into the 50s. I don't know that. I'm from 34. 50s is the fucking rocket future for me, baby. We're gonna be on Mars. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I just. I always thought that like. Uh, Benny was like a dis- as, like a descendant of the Cisco's. Like in yeah. my head canon, that that's how this works, right? Yeah. And, and he that did like I think, dream I think, a future for his child, his, his yeah. progeny, right? I don't think the yeah. Cisco's uh, really exist. I think Benny Russell's real. Oh, well, but Benny Russell is real in Star Trek, though, because in Strange New Worlds or whatever, they have yeah, his they book. Had a book. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. None of it makes yeah, sense. That's it. So Josh's explanation is the only in canon. Explanation yeah, yeah. That that's that's sense, actually right? canon then. Yeah, like because uh, canon doesn't have to make the, sense, <laughs> as we all know. But um, Benny Russell goes to it. Well, first off, he has a little argument with the newsstand boy, played by Aaron Eisenberg. Oh, uh, Aaron Eisenberg, man. He's yeah. really funny, is this little character. He's like, fucking spaceman, maybe if it was a <laughs> war picture. Yeah, he's like, I'm talking about shooting the Japs. He does, yeah. a wor- he does the worst impression of a machine gun that there's ever been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slow ass machine gun, <laughs> but uh, he he goes to his office and uh, everybody gets to play a different character, which is really fun. Oh uh, man, it, I love how they switch Quark up. It's so smart. It, yeah, well, it is because they're the opposites. Everyone's the yes. opposite of themselves. Yes. Oh, that's true. Except, Except for Kira, Kira is not really well, the opposite. So I'd yeah. say though, but she is. You know, she's. Uh, She's not comfortable hiding the fact, but she does accept the fact that she has to hide who she is. That she's um, a woman. That's true, that which Kira would never do. She'd never do that, exactly. But, like, um, Armin Shimmerman as this sort of, like, pro-union liberalist is the, yeah, the best he's, thing. Yeah, he's, he's, like, indignant at the injustices yeah. of the he's era. He's, like, pro-civil rights, which is, like, in yeah. 1950s America, like... a. Like a, a white guy, I guess he's, I, I don't know if he's supposed to be like Jewish or whatever, but like that's not something you see a lot in, in media from, no, you know, no, from that time. Not really. <laughs> His name is Herbert Rossoff, so yeah. he might be like a Russian Jew. I'm not sure. Yeah, but like, maybe. Um, the, he's a pinko commie, he, I know he, that. I will, How dare you! <laughs> I love Macklin. O'Brien's dude who's like yeah. so completely he can't even finish a sentence he's, he's so... like an idiot 
<laughs> an idiot with no emotions who's like the complete opposite of O'Brien. He's, he's the robots that he loves so much. Yeah. He's like, robots are very uh, uh, efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, in this episode, I think, like, Avery Brooks is absolutely phenomenal, but the two oh, yeah. next best people are Shimmerman and Renee. Because yeah, like, yeah. they are just they just eat the screen when they're like all fighting. They're so good. It's funny it's that crazy. their their like enmity continues into the Benny yeah. Russell. Universe. Yeah, I was just yeah, I was gonna say that, and I was gonna add like it's funny to see them argue about something that matters. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's true. It's, Instead of just being like, Clark, why did you fucking steal those stembolts? <laughs> My favorite character, he, he's not in the show anywhere, he's not in this episode anywhere near as much as everybody else, but Martok's actor J.G. Hertzler as yeah, Roy, yeah. the artist, I, I want to be that guy. That's the yeah. job I want. <laughs> Dude, yeah. there's so many, like, like... I don't know, like if it's just like in now. I, I I'm gonna throw out another uh, another show that we all love, Riverdale. Of course, <laughs> but they they talk. They, the one of the plots in that show now is like uh, like comic books from that time, from the 50s, mm-hmm. like pulp comics and mm-hmm. stuff. And how like at, like all these like uh, writers and artists from pulp comics were like proud of like the debauchery that they were oh absolutely before and, the like, comics code so, authority yeah, that's what yeah. comics were they were it's rags. so great yeah and it, when he's like when uh i was a curious like that's the most disgusting thing i've ever thank seen you. Like, thank you thank <laughs> you i want to be roy rittenhouse that's the that's yeah. my hero but uh yeah the um Incredible Tales is the name of the science fiction magazine, yeah. which did exist. It was a real magazine mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we meet uh, Herbert Rossoff and the editor of the magazine, Douglas Pabst. And they have, <laughs> named after the best beer in America, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. And they have the uh, the Battle of the Donuts, round twenty eight, where <laughs> That's uh, right. like Rossoff or let's just call them by their characters' names. Quark is going yeah, yeah, to Quark. quit. Because he's gotten stale donuts for the third day in a row. <laughs> he's he's pissed about these donuts. And then perhaps picks one up and is like, these are six hours old at least. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, delicious. Such a, such a boss. Yeah. It's, uh, and he's and- like, look. If you stick around uh, tomorrow, I'll get a crawler. I'll get some coffee, <laughs> and then uh, Bashir's character is like, "Don't do us any favors." Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, apparently, Bashir's okay. character is named Julius, which yeah. I didn't pick oh. up. He's British, but he's, he he's says like a he's married, which he was at the time. To- I think maybe he was divorced at the time from Kira's actress, but yeah, uh, Kira, the character Kira is playing Kay Eaton. Yeah. Is yeah. married to Julius Eaton. Yeah. Mm. And um, he's doing his his best, like, upper crush Britishman uh, yeah, a- accent. It's very funny. He smokes one of those cigarettes with those cigarette tubes, yeah. so yeah. you know he's fancy. He's um, the pink the, panthering. The K Eaton thing as well. So she's been writing as KC Easton, yeah? Or KC mm, Eaton. Yeah. That's yeah. a DC Fontana reference, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, That's got to be a DC Fontana reference. Uh, but, I mean, that was really widespread at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, n- nine times out of ten, if someone was using their uh, initials as a writer or artist mm-hmm. at that time, they yeah. were probably a woman. 
Yeah. S.E. Hinton. Uh, uh, George R.R. Martin. <laughs> George R.R. Martin, <laughs> who I believe is actually a troll. Yeah. I do I do believe he is a timeless troll, and that's why he he's doesn't a, worry yeah. about finishing the story. But yeah, he's yeah. a fucking time-wasting troll. Oh, my Damn. God. Do we finish, really need it? Finish your do fucking book. It? Do you, uh, like, stop writing coffee table books, you lazy shit. Nah, keep going to parties <laughs> and taking photos with a bunch of hot ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's what we want. <laughs> But uh, I love that uh, he, Benny meets up with Macklin on the street and finishes yeah. his sentence for him and gives him some matches. Yeah. And then when they arrive at the uh, like office, Macklin is still looking for matches, even though he lost Benny yeah. just he gave lost them to him. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> and this is when my hero, Roy... Uh, He's probably my favorite because of Martok is also my favorite. Yeah. So. No, Martok is... Uh, J.G. Hertzler is amazing. Well, he's like, the best Klingon. Even, yes. Yeah. He, he's like the Klingon, yeah, right? Yeah, like, we, Crystal and I... Like, my wife Crystal and I have had uh, conversations about, like, who is, like... If you had to have the example of each of the species in mm. Star Trek, like, who would be the example? Yeah, And uh, Martok is the Klingon. There's no mm-hmm. competition. Close second, Galron, but he's like the negative side. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we we said that the the Vulcan would probably be Sarek. That would be yeah. like the example yeah. of a Vulcan. Yeah, I'd say Sarek, but then post Federation probably T'Pol. I'd say Salar. She's oh, the Salar, most Yeah, no, yeah, that's Salar's true. A good one. Boy, I'm behind that one. Just like I'd like to be behind her. Uh, I don't understand. What do you mean? Uh, I'll, I'll draw you a picture. Him, I'll draw you a picture. Will you? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone else, that's not a good preference. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I get a free art from this? Hell yeah. Free, free nudies? <laughs> Boobies. But, uh... Martok shows his drawings off, and that's when that funny little bit where she's like, "This is garbage." Thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because yeah, it's like a pinup, right? It's yeah, like yeah. Fucking... it's it's like a mantis man ripping the top off of a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd put that on my wall. <laughs> I'd buy that fucking magazine. Hell yeah. I but, love the uh, idea of them. The these pulp artists just uh, producing whatever the fuck they want, like the art lead in the story like you know it's almost like yeah. a weird jack kirby stan lee parody right well, like, yeah. if, like jack kirby did the art and then stan lee would come in and sort of say okay this guy can say this in this panel because i don't know well, what the fuck's happening that is that is yeah. my that's my john larroquette fun fact of the week i, I just know this because uh, i i'm like a weirdo who knows a lot of shit about the history of like comics art and everything mm. but uh, the That's cover. also called a smart person. Sure, so go ahead. sure. <laughs> Give yourself a little credit. Yeah. I'll do it for you if you need me to. The the covers of magazines like uh, you know like House of Horror and yeah, yeah. stuff like yeah. that at the time were done first. Yeah, and, I have a House of Horror. Uh, it's on my mantle. The the covers were done first, and the uh, there were usually four or five writers for each issue who would do mm-hmm. can, uh, stories. They would uh, draw straws to see who got the cover illustration to right. do the story Man, from. That's cool. Like, can you imagine that? Just go to work and just like fucking like 
do like whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like write like, whatever you the, want. Uh, like that's yeah. why I want to be Roy Ritterhouse. You just get mm-hmm. to go to work and draw whatever the fuck you want, and then people yeah. will write stories based on it. Fuck, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna draw a mantis man ripping the top off of fucking uh, Marilyn Monroe. He had yeah. he had a little bit more sauerkraut with his sausage that night. What, does that, what mean, does that mean, Jeff? I don't yeah, know. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean he's all horned up? Does that Might sauerkraut be. make you horny? Maybe. I fucking hate sauerkraut. I do too. Oh, I fucking I hate it. I hate oh, it. Man, I'm horny I love as it. hell. I love it. You, you can have right you can a, have our oh, sour. Great in a Reuben. Yeah, you can you can oh, I was gonna say you can take the pickles and I'll take the sauerkraut, but I like pickles as well, so fuck you, I'm taking them both. You know you know why you like it? It's a shade of brown. It's not a shade of brown. What? Sauerkraut is this not is why, brown. What are you yeah, talking about? This is why you don't it's, like it. <laughs> it's light brown. It's, it's very white. light. It's tan. It's like white. It's like white it's, it's like, white? Yeah. Yeah, it's what's it's, sour, it's what's like an off white. Look, I live in Pennsylvania Dutch country. It yeah. ain't white, I'll tell you that much. It's fucking brown and yellow Look, and Josh, sick. If I have if I know anything about Pennsylvania Dutch country is that it's white as fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> but um Benny Russell is like uh, he's sort of transfixed by this drawing that Ritterhouse, or Roy, I guess they just call him that, that Roy did of a space station that looks so very, very similar to Deep Space Nine. It's got yeah. um, USAF DS9 written on the side, which yeah, is really US Air cool. Because it's yeah. the Air Force, yeah. mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love the like Macquarie-esque like, yeah. jets that they put in yeah. there, too. I, cool. I love like the triangular Macquarie-esque. They're really yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I, I really do wonder who did the illustrations for this episode. Yeah. That's a great question. I have to look yeah. that up. I, I guess it won't be in this episode. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But um, uh, Benny's like, he takes that sketch and he's like, I'm going to create a story for it. And uh, however, things kind of go a little bit south here where uh, the editor Pabst is like, well, uh, we're going to have to do a group photo of the writing staff for the next mm. issue. And, uh, I, you know, Eaton, you should come in late. You should sleep late that day. What a fucking, like, absolute inappropriate. It's 1955 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why didn't he just might as well just call her toots and pinch her yeah, ass when she for, walks in, out of the I mean, in the real world, he would have. <laughs> he yeah. would have, yeah. And in his head, this is not me making excuses for Pabs because I think he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just people, like the beer. And people <laughs> like him are the reason that, that this situation exists in the yeah. first place, right? But mm-hmm. in his head, he thinks he's doing them a favor. He right. thinks, like, oh, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you yeah. by keeping you, you know, like. Um, you know, the world thinks that Benny Russell is white, so, you know, our readers think that. Yeah. So as far as we're concerned, he's white. Um, and he doesn't even say to Russell, sleep late. He just says it to Eaton, like it's already a thing that Russell should yeah. be thinking of anyway. That's why, like, yeah. why, that's why he says, like, I suppose you want me to do that as well. Yeah. And he's like, well, of course. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, need to say so it. Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Pabst is there's uh, a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. who says that the the great stumbling block for the movement isn't the like right wing Ku Klux Klan member. It's yeah. the yeah. middle of the road progressive who refuses to aid, who stands yeah. as a as a true roadblock. And I yeah. think Pabst is like that that 
personified as a character yeah. in the story. It's the reverse of a conscientious uh, conscientious objector, right? It's like a conscientious enabler. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Well, that's that's a great way to put it. And I think if you're an objector to the progress of a race, then mm. you're automatically an enabler. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's nothing that can be done about that. Yeah, at at yeah. least, yes, right? At, at least. least. How yeah. um, how uh, how relevant that we're talking about this, given the situation that's happening at the moment, that we probably shouldn't get into. Why? What's happening at the moment? Have to be more specific, <laughs> honestly. Oh yeah, well I would have to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Uh, I, watching this, I was like uh, really depressed. Yeah. I was, at this point in the show, I was like, okay, there's this, there's like a hollow feeling this. that you end the show yeah. with. That's like, and if it wasn't for that line, which is like. I put it in the tweet for the episode even because it's like um, one of my favorite lines in Star Trek history. Uh, I guess we'll get to it at the end of the episode. Mm. But if it wasn't for that line that the Reverend gives yeah. right before the the fantasy is over, like you would come away from this completely crushed. But yeah. there's that little yeah. glimmer of hope. Yep, it's the it's the line too that I think Archer says when he's like, you know, it all. It all would have gone differently if it weren't for a few brave people, yeah. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And like you, you think that like, and you're like, oh yeah, but like, I mean, why wouldn't anyone want this future, right? And and it really is fucking like that. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just, it just feels like we're it, you know, always behind the eight ball, always struggling, always getting we have women getting rights taken away from them, oh, yeah. racism, well, it's cops like, beaten. Black people. There, right? there like, is an entire segment of society who wants nothing more than to go back to this 1950s, where oh, yeah. you have to take a subway to get to the other side of town to see black people. And if a black person I, is on the street, the cops can just arrest him. There's this thing uh, my uh, <laughs> my nonna used to say to me about um, about the Romani people, and used to say that you know people aren't afraid of of giving us respect they're afraid of having stuff taken away from them and that's all it is right because the the middle the middle of the road conscientious enabler isn't trying to isn't directly trying to keep black women black men and black women and women down what they're trying jews down and whoever else you know lefties down and whatever they want to decide is their you know non uh you know non right enemy people. of the week enemy of the week yeah, yeah. um yeah. it's about <laughs> someone taking a slice of your pie right oh, yeah. yeah which is insane well, in in their in their <laughs> mind the rights are limited yeah right they're yeah. not inherited which yeah. is like exactly the opposite of like what our country me and Jeff's country is based on. Yeah, it's is, supposed to be about. As, yeah. as flawed as it is, yeah. right? As as fucked up and as imperfect as America is, like the the belief is that we're all supposed to be equal. Yeah. And that's you know, it's it's just so uh it's so fucked up. I don't know. It's hard it's to sort of, it's hard to put your brain into that mindset. Mm-hmm. Like how could yeah. you possibly want to keep people who are so slightly different than what, you what is what is worth it to you yeah. like what like is is worth it to like victimize a race of people so you can have like a fucking new car every year like yeah. i don't like what what is worth it to you because and again like <laughs> how do you put your mind in that like i yeah 
I couldn't imagine what someone gets out of that. Like, how it is now? It fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they, like, conservatives are the worst uh, readers of media. They don't understand it. They read what they want out of it, right? And they, yeah, they, yeah. they don't actually read the message. They read the headline. And they. this is why, like, right-wing crackpot newspapers and, you know, ultra-left crackpot newspapers as well, right? Um, yeah. anything, they, they are really good at, um, you know, giving you the, the real tagline to make you rage-filled. Yep. Anger, rage bait. Yeah. It's all. It's cl- and the internet just. It's like clicks. It's yeah. all clicks. Yeah, right? yeah, there's yeah. a. There's like a, a. A complete media machine that's meant to, to sow indignation. Yeah. In yeah. white America and like I'm sure in white England as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like indignation that like something is being taken from you and you don't yeah. even have to like quantify that. All you have to yeah. do is say something is being taken away from you by these. Uh, refugees. Well, feelings are by, reality now. By, yeah, by right. these refugees, these black folks, yeah. these women, trans these trans people, like less than right. 1% of the population are enemy number one right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. what yeah, like they people you? Like right. people you've never met or been around, like they're the ones like making your life hard? Like, yeah. I, I, am, I, I am not looking forward to the YouTube comment we're going to get on this. But... <laughs> Well, three lip cuts. They will out, they will out themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. I'm and like the only comments we ever get on anything are from somebody who's mad about it. That's it. <laughs> That's fine. It's easy. It's honestly good. It is to praise, yeah, right? Boost us in the Comment. algorithm. It's fine. Yeah, fucking say what you want. But like uh, Quark's character, <laughs> Rossoff, is like uh, he's the only one in the room who like everyone's sort of hurt that this is happening. Yeah. But Rossoff is the only one. to it. Yeah. yeah. But Rossoff is the only one in the room who gets angry about it and stands up and says something about it. But like, there's something to be said for the fact that Rossoff is all bark and no bite. Yeah. Like yeah. we learned that earlier when he's gonna, he's like, I'm gonna quit because you're not giving me good donuts, and then he promises him good donuts, and then he's fine. Well, he's back. I yeah. mean, you've also got the whole like um, Julius is a you know we assume immigrant from the from England, and mm-hmm. he's right. he's uh, angry that he's not being paid the same as uh, Rostov. He's been Rostov's yeah. been paid four cents a word, and he's yeah. been paid like two cents a word, and he's like there's injustice even amongst the. The white people in the room. It doesn't, you know, it's complete, like, it's all control, right? Yeah. 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 It's an all controlling, like, this is what, like, society, whatever, government, whatever, Mm. whoever is in charge, just bicker amongst yourselves, children, right? That's sort of the, the, like, crux of all of this, right? Is that this system that they're all, like, either angry about or resigned to or whatever only exists because they are continuing it they are perpetrating mm, right it. they they allow right. it to happen so it does this is sort of a microcosm right yeah, this yeah. job is yeah. sort of a microcosm of what's happening yeah and you see that later too when like uh there is no issue right mm. and it's like like ever uh odo i'm just gonna say odo. Odo. Yeah. odo's like 
uh, ah, well, just, just gonna have to not have the magazine yeah, this week. Yeah, the owners like, say the, we don't have yeah. a magazine, we don't have a magazine. Yeah. Which is like... Because, you know, that's that your fault, of, you don't get your toys, yeah. you know? Well, that's sort of that next step, right? Like, they're all per, they're all continuing and perpetrating this system, but the instant that they even move one step out of it, the next echelon of power above crushes it. Yeah. Yep. The the gateway closes, The the it's locked down, right? It's yeah. fucked up, man. Mm. And it's, uh, I feel like this episode is so unbelievably well constructed to yeah. show this injustice in every angle that you can come at it from. Mm. Yeah, how do you do that in like, I mean, I guess it's, 40, it's also a micro- 48 minutes, yeah. something like that. It's also a microcosm of like the stories that like Ray Bradbury, yeah. and they, they reference, they talk about Ray Bradbury and Heinlein and like mm-hmm. yeah, all those all those people writing stories like this, like that's exactly what they were doing back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were taking short stories and making these beautiful like art, you know, out of yeah. it. Like crazy. Yeah. Like like sort of holding up a mirror to the human condition through sci fi yeah. and like yeah. however many words, like four hundred words or something. I mean you read Ray Bradbury and you're like, How did a person fucking write this? Uh, yeah. Like his short stories, <laughs> I'd like read them and they're all so different and you just think to yourself, yeah. like, how did one person create it's so insane. many good stories? It's crazy. <laughs> if we were yeah. smart, we would have had a Story Lords reference there, but um... <laughs> But we're not. No. But and also, not. we don't we don't want to lie to them. <laughs> we're not trying to lie to people about yeah. this. Yeah, we're just subliminally tell them yeah. what. Listen to Story Lords Story every every Lords. Monday. Story Lords. Slide. <laughs> 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 now, but like the the Velt sound of thunder, like the man was a genius. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's like an acknowledgement. It's almost like a direct answer to the people who are watching the show who are going to come back. Well, well, if it's 1950, what about when mm-hmm. um, Cisco as Benny Russell starts listing black writers and thinkers of the time? Yeah. And yeah, but like if white people weren't reading those no, books, exactly. and well, that's exactly yeah. what Pap says. He's like, yeah. well, those all those are all for like Negro publications. We're a science yeah. fiction yeah. publication for regular yeah. right readers of the day. Yeah, ne- regular Negroes readers. don't yeah. have dreams. Why would they li- yeah. read sci-fi? It's essentially what he's saying. Yeah, like, why do they? Much. They don't deserve to have dreams um, because they're always going to be in their station. Is what he's saying. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it continues into the more, like, concrete, and I would love to say injustices of the past, but I can't, mm-hmm. when uh, Benny goes outside, uh, a little fun little reference, the Arthur Trill building. Yeah. Which That's is, fun. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a Brill building in New York Theater, mm-hmm. New York's Theater District, so it's like a little tip of the hat nod. But um, there are two cops outside, played by Gul Dukat and Wayun. They are so <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, they're so fucking disgusting and slimy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. is there a more hateable actor than the guy who plays Gul Dukat? No. I don't even know. So good. Man. He's so good, though. It's it like to I know. the point where you know, like, if you have got this thing where um, Kevin Bacon's so good at being a rapist, you're like, is he kind of a rapist? <laughs> 
Like, never in my life have I ever had a question mark appear above my head in reality, but it sure did what? just then. But he always what plays. What a tagline for this week. <laughs> he yeah. always plays, like, rapists and child abusers, and he does it so well that yeah. you're kind of like, he's too good at it. And Ducat, no, I've, Mark I've never judged Kevin Bacon <laughs> in such a way. I just like him as the dancing kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mark Alamo is just so good at being a shitbag. I kind of feel like he should just he change his name to Acting Hitler. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> he's just so evil. There, there is something to be said about the fact that Mark Alamo doesn't think that Gul Dukat's evil. So I, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I he he said that. I don't believe he actually thinks that. I think that's. I him think that's just him, up. like yeah. you know, like I have to believe this in order to act like it. Yeah, that's what you have yeah, to I do, understand. right? I understand where he's coming from, but I was I'm playing into your extremely yeah. flawed yeah. theory that actors are actually <laughs> criminals. Um, but like they're two cops, and like they stop Benny outside, and they're like standing on his drawing because it got blown away in the the wind, and he's like, I just want my drawing back. And they're, like, oh, doing every man. racist thing they can. Like, we should run you in. You don't work here. What are you, a janitor? Like, what's so insane about this scene is, like, when I was a kid, I was like, this is, like, over the top. No, yeah. not anymore. Not and now as an adult. Now. Yeah, and now as an adult, I'm like, this is so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> cops have been only- taught to social profile since, like, the Roman era. Yeah. That's well, the that's, whole that the whole basis of police work is like profile a suspect, right? Yeah, a potential yeah. suspect. The uh, the only the like most realistic part of this entire scene is that they are going to arrest him for being yep. black and standing on the street, yeah. but it would yep. hassle them too much. They have yeah, to be downtown in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yep. So Think that's the, the only reason they let him go. This time you're getting off with a warning. A warning for what? Yeah. You're doing me a favor. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves, like you get this little like this little back and forth where they're like the whole city's going to hell in a handbasket. Because like mm-hmm. to them, having a black man on a street for white man. people is hell if in a handbasket. If I had a nickel for every time I've actually heard some fucking old boomer ass motherfucker where I live say that mm. I, it, it it's it's rampant man yeah. like and it's like what's what's happening like what's going on outside like what's the problem right well, what's like, going on outside right now is uh, lawn maintenance it sounds yeah like, but <laughs> um, or a big b why are they in front of my house is the question you're not cutting your mouth i don't know well jeff, enough, jeff. This, ha- this this neighborhood's going to hell in a handbasket well, jeff i don't know i think that's a that's a great thing to apply to your real life if anyone ever says that uh, and they're white, you know why they're saying that. Yeah, that's exactly... It's, it's code. It's the dog whistle, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Things Benny, aren't as Benny, good as they used to be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Benny is is heading home. He's going back to his apartment, but on the way home, uh, there's a preacher standing on a soapbox on a street corner, which used to be fairly common in the U.S. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he's given a... He's, he's cutting that tree down uh, right there on the street. <laughs> And it's Gadisco, right? Yeah, it's Gadisco. Yeah. Um, it's the actor who plays uh, Grandpa Sisko, and he's uh, he's given like a sermon about the prophets, the words of the prophets. Mm-hmm. 
and then he point he looks directly at Benny, and Benny's like, "Are you talking to me?" And he says, "Write those words, brother Benny, brother Benny, yeah. God of the spirits of the prophets." And he's yeah. like, Benny like leaves because he's freaked. Like this is mm-hmm. weird as hell, right? But uh, when he gets home to his little apartment where jazz music's automatically playing because it's the 1950s, yeah, and it's and it's. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, Avery Brooks, right? Yeah. So he's like, yeah. I live in a no hovel with no jazz music. <laughs> but uh, he, bop, bop, loop, bop. <laughs> he he sits down at his uh, at his typewriter and he types. Captain Benjamin Cisco sat looking out the window, and he opens up the curtain and finds Captain Benjamin Cisco staring back staring at him. Staring back Psychics. at him, yeah. And he he yeah. rubs his eyes and looks again, and it's him again. So he he starts like frantically writing the story. Yep. And it's the prophets, dude. The prophets are speaking through him, as always. And what what type of story does he write? Well, I guess you better come back after the the break and find out. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. To all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. To all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and sesame special sauce, lettuce, Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It is six hours later, and <laughs> we are we are all different people. We were replaced by the network, but mm-hmm. uh, my cells have changed over to new cells. I'm literally a new human. Cells have They kept cells. Josh, ironically, but they did replace me and Rich. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm now a sea sponge. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, I we're gonna get so much sea sponge views. Yeah, <laughs> a whole new audience. I'd say most of our audience is sea sponges already. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, not that, but yeah, that's better than what I was going to say. Uh, so uh, Benny Russell finishes his story, and then a few days later, he goes to the diner where his fiance Cassie, Cassidy mm, Yates, yeah. works. And he's having a coffee, and he's ruminating over the story and everything, and... A famous baseball player, Willie Hawkins, shows up. So it's supposed to be Willie Mays, right? Yeah. With the entourage of uh, what seemed like underage girls, but I, I guess that was fine They're then. They're too old for Worf, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> too old for Worf. I mean, Worf's too old for that. Yeah. yeah. What, are what do I know about Worf? <laughs> Josh knows something we don't know about this character. That's why I'm having a thunderstorm right now, because he's like, don't give away my secrets, Henderson. <laughs> but uh, he's, like, flirting with Benny's fiance, and she just keeps, like, you know, telling him to fuck off, basically. Yeah. Uh, in a nice way, in the nicest way possible. Mm. But then... In the uh, 1950s way. The most over-the-top caricature of a street urchin ever played on television hey comes man, in. it's me, Jake Sisko! Jimmy Jake! Playing Jimmy. Jimmy Jake Sisko! And uh, there's, there's like a sort of like solidarity between these characters, even though they don't particularly get along. 
with like uh, Benny Russell and Willie Hawkins even so because he's like Cassie's like why haven't you moved away from Uptown to like the place where the other baseball players live and she says they'll have me on he says they'll have me on their team but they wouldn't let let me live in their neighborhood yeah Yeah. it's one thing they they barely let them be on the team right yeah they're they're so important these two characters as well because they're the upper and lower echelon of Mm -hmm. like Benny's world, right? Like he's friends with yeah. Willie, who is a you know, I won't say a millionaire because he definitely isn't definitely isn't earning he's as much as the white players. He's got at least a hundred dollars. Yeah, he's, which he's got, in nineteen fifty is a million. Like, um, but crazy. and then Jimmy is a like a hustler, right? So yeah, he's stolen a watch and he's trying yeah. to. He says he found it and he's trying to sell it to Benny. Mm. But yeah. uh, he Benny tells him about the stories that he says. Uh, what black people in the moon? <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're not gonna let us go into space unless they need somebody to shine their moon boots or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, so clever. Yeah, good. But uh, when when Benny does get to the Incredible Tales office, they, everybody there is absolutely in love with his story, which is of course yeah. titled Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and we meet Jedzia Dax. She's so, f- she's it's so me, good. Jedzia Quinn. And she's <laughs> she got a worm in her belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I hate that, but interesting. Yeah. Uh, her name is Darlene Kursky, and she's the new secretary. <laughs> uh, there's something about Terry Farrell that um, you can. Take her out of the future, stick her in the 90s. Take her out of the 90s, stick her in the 1930s. And she looks like she belongs. Yeah. Yeah. She's a classic beauty as well. Timeless beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Kay Eaton, Kira, is like complimenting the strong female character. We need more strong females in science fiction. And Julius is like, "Mm, mm yeah. I suppose. Uh, but uh, Benny is starting to have hallucinations. He yeah. thinks from a lack of sleep because he does see Major Kira in Kayden's place for a second, but he rubs his eyes and again it's back to normal. Hmm. And he makes that blink blink sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. If but, I remember, I'll put it in, but I ain't gonna remember. <laughs> it'll be like right here. Put it on the stereo track. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Rich. Look, we can't. Um, but Pabst is like, I'm not printing this story. What is it, a Negro in space? It's not Negros believable. Negroes in space. space. That's what should have said. A, a black space station captain for a hero. What are you smoking? The ganja. <laughs> The wacky tabacky. And Paps is like, well, make the captain white and I might print it. And he's like, that's not what I wrote. That's not my story, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Paps is like, well, it's your call. You can either uh, get it printed with a white captain or you can toss it in the bin with a black one. Mm. Because Paps is a piece of shit. Yeah, I fucking hate Odo. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's fucking A-cab, and then he plays another type of racist? Come on. Is is this before or after he, like... This is after he has his fucking, like, fuck fest with female changeling. Yeah, Yeah. and he, he... he he gets complete simp yeah. fever. Yeah, yeah, he gets fucking goo fever and he like loses it, right? 
Yeah, uh, Russell goes. Benny Russell goes back to the restaurant that his uh, fiance uh, works in, and he's having a cigarette. And he's uh, he tells that his story got turned down, and uh, street urchin Jimmy's like, well, "I'm not even surprised. Of course they're not gonna take that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cassie's yeah. Like, well, Dude, everyone's just ragging on him. So <laughs> they're all just making fun of him for having hopes yeah. and dreams. Yeah, fuck that. That's. Stupid. I mean, he right. is stupid to have hopes and dreams. We're all stupid to have hopes yeah. and dreams, right? Oh, god yeah. damn, Rich. Uh, <laughs> they're winning, Rich. You're letting them win. Damn. Rich. I'll just, I'll, I'll have no more hopes or dreams. That's fine. <laughs> That's my secret, Rich Cap. I never had them. <laughs> I, I stupidly do. We'll see how it turns out. Spoilers badly. Um, <laughs> but Cassie's like, maybe this is a sign. And he's like, because uh, she mentioned earlier that she's uh, the owner of the uh, diner that she works at is mm. thinking about retiring and that she yeah. can have it afterwards. I think you and I, Jeff, took this a little personally too, right? Oh, yeah. I you, know you I need did. the real job, right? Yeah, it's a real mm. job. Yeah. 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 And I was I, like, even watching it, I was like, man, you, you, I know Cassie loves him, and like yeah. she wants what's best for him, but she doesn't understand what makes him tick as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad. It's a red flag. Like she's like, you could you could w- write for the Negro newspaper, and he's like, mm-hmm. he says, I'm a I'm a writer. I'm not a reporter. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and there's so many people who've told me to do a million different other jobs, and like I'm yeah. I'm an artist, I I'm an illustrator, that's what I do, and it's yeah. it's hard to deal with, and I felt for Benny, uh, not that I didn't for the rest of the goddamn episode, but I I yeah, this whole there. episode is just like watching yourself, aka your friend, get mm-hmm. beat in the dick, yeah. with a fucking baseball bat that says society on it. I don't know, whatever Harley Quinn <laughs> has. It says Willie that. Hawkins on it. <laughs> it says Willie Hawkins. But, uh, Hawkins comes in, he grabs Betty Russell by the shoulder, and he's fucking wharf. And he's like, you see that ball game? <laughs> yeah. And he fucking jumps off the stool. He's like, wow, I didn't mean to scare you, buddy. Did you yeah. not see the game? And, like, Benny is, like... Uh, freaked. He's like leaving freaked out, but he's still going to make the date tonight at mm. 10. 10 o'clock? What the fuck? Jesus Christ, I man. I up at 10. I was like, damn, it's a late date. He's older yeah, than he's, like, he's older than us. And he's yeah. going out at 10? On a uh, school can we, night? <laughs> can we just listen to Radio Flex or something? <laughs> Is he older than us? He must be, right? He might not be in this story. Because he's not married yet. Yeah, he and might be like, supposed to be like 30, right? Like yeah. He might be a little younger. Maybe. But uh, the preacher returns. I mean, you guys, I'm 29, so. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the preacher returns again, played by Gadisco, and he, he he's, walk with the prophets, Brother Benny. Write the words that will lead us out of the darkness and onto the path of righteousness. It's all these sort of double meanings, right? You can take the meaning from either time period mm. like the yeah. prophets are speaking through him right it's going to lead us out of the darkness of the dominion war mm-hmm. this is my in my interpretation of this again is like if i'm writing a paper about it like this is before the prophets like make that woman right yeah. like they they sarah made, uh sarah and they they tried it this way. They were like, "Well, let's push him this way a little bit." Yeah, right? that's like, that's what I always think it is. It's like if yeah, they can man. get Benny Russell to keep living his dream, yes. then he'll sire Cisco one day. I yes. 
hate that this is in continuity. I hate it. <laughs> it ruins the the is it or isn't it of it. Like uh-huh. that's the point of the story. But mm-hmm. but it doesn't though, and I'll tell you why. And we haven't got there yet because he's saying it's re- it's real. He's telling you it's real. At the end, yeah, he says it's you're real. The... No, mm, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah but it's that. the the Deep Space Nine is real. The mm-hmm. future yes. where black people have become yep. the captain of the space station yes. is real. Yep. He doesn't say anything about where he's at now being real. That's the both that's real. the haze of it. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference though? Well, there's no difference in anything if you don't put it in there. It's, all the same <laughs> shit. it's that tone again. <laughs> It's, tone, it's all man. the same shit, buddy. Um, I didn't know we were getting sassy tones to I'm the sassiest fucker that ever had a podcast, and that's saying something. <laughs> um, but uh, he he like runs home and he jumps on that typewriter and uh, he he fucking starts blowing out another Captain Cisco story. Yeah, and uh, he gets found by Cassie after midnight. Like yeah, asleep she cut, in a chair. In the, she and into his apartment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just starts smooching him while he's sleeping. This is fucking problematic as hell, mm-hmm. man. He's, uh, he's she takes his glasses off and then he has to put them away. I like there yeah. are a lot of things like uh, we all three wear glasses. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but Hollywood has no fucking clue how glasses work. Yeah. <laughs> Or what? What having them one means at any given time? Yep. This is yep. a very small example where she takes his glasses off and then just drops them, which is like <laughs> yeah. not what you do with glasses, especially nineteen fifty. Yeah, like in nineteen fifty, yeah, you'd have to like send away to like yeah. uh, uh, you know, it would take like seven months to get those glasses. Back. But this but is it, why I. This is why I think that when they do make people wear glasses and a lot of things where they're going to have to have them taken off, they make them those wire shit ones so that they just yeah. flop off your ear, right? Because yeah. new glasses, yeah. if someone tried to take my glasses off, they would do me an injury, right? Dude, if <laughs> I fell asleep with my... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're my chastity glasses. Head over <laughs> Hold on, let me go get my metric drill bit so I can unscrew my glasses. Nobody's fucking my eyes tonight, I'll tell you that much. But, like, the the wire ones, you can, like, flex them, right? You can't flex modern glasses. They will break. So if if you're trying to pull them off someone's head, you're going to either break the glasses or hurt them. If I fell asleep with my glasses on, my whole face would hurt for three weeks. Yeah. Like she does them fa- fairly well. She just like lifts and then pulls them straight, which is pretty much how you're supposed to do it. But this is the important part of the episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> but the thing about Hollywood movies that always gets me is how many times people touch their glasses with their fingers. Yeah, like the lenses yeah. and shit. I'm yeah, like, okay, like whoever wrote this off. never wore yeah. glasses before. It's, it's like the equivalent of when you see someone playing a video game in a program and they're like fucking pressing every button and <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. like you've never yeah. played a video game before. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I can't think harder of any... and harder to find that. Mm. I can't I can't think of any video game in history where you have to hit every face button over Cutting and over again. Too. California games. California <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Maybe they're all playing when California you're doing games. The... When you're doing the javelin or whatever, the, the <laughs> discus, that's it. You have to do the back four, back four, back four, back four. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, the um, 
she wakes him up and she's like, you know, uh, you missed our date. And he's like, oh, I was working. And she's really understanding, which is how you can tell this is a fantasy sequence. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking, he's Whoops. two and a half hours late at this point. Like, yeah. no one's going to be understanding about that shit. Yeah. But, um, no cell phones, no fucking yeah. any, you thought really it was any dead. phones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably. Yeah. He's got like, the TB. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's a lunger. <laughs> like he, uh, um, she's like, uh, you know, well, I'm gonna go ahead and head home and get to bed, but you need to eat something. And he's like, I'm not hungry. And she's like, well, how about a dance, a trip around the dance floor? Yeah, this is when shit gets wild. And uh oh, someone's rolling their dice. What'd you get? Twenty? Nat twenty? Natural? Natty twenty, buddy? I uh, nudged a pin badge that was on my desk, and it f- fell off the desk. That's uh, right. Whenever you hear me do that, it's I'm dropping a little ship that yeah. I'm nervously playing with. Yeah. Oh, I got a pen. I'm always like flicking around in my fingers. Oh, the... wow. we each have our own like fidget spinner. It's, yeah, it's like it's how you know we're not in uh, in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the uh, but they they start dancing, but then it cuts to. Cisco dancing with Cassidy, but mm. he's still wearing the same bowling shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps cutting back and forth, and like he starts to completely lose it and has like almost a mental breakdown. And Cassidy yeah. has to like hold him in her arms, saying it's going to be okay. Less than a fun fact of the, of the day, I have shirts like that. Oh, you got bowling shirts? <laughs> I have a shirts like fr- from the fifties. I collected like old shirts. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. They're all they don't fit anymore because I'm old. Uh oh. <laughs> well, you don't weigh eighty pounds anymore. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have my sweet uh, vacuuming leaves job anymore. That's, a, <laughs> that's a, a completely ambivalent fact of the day. Is I actually really love bowling. No, bowling rules. Bowling so is so fucking fun. I I want to go again so bad. It's been too long. Uh, I never got a perfect game, but I got fifteen in a row over two games. Nice. Damn. That's not bad. You um, you can't play more than two bowl- games of bowling in a row at our age though, because you'll get a hernia. <laughs> Absolutely, are you 100%. bowling? What are you seventy? Like what are you, are you, <laughs> what si- are you bowling with a cannonball? Like what are you? I mean, the heavier about? the better. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it only goes up to sixteen pounds. This guy's out I, here bowling with a fucking chain chomp. Wait, like, <laughs> I, I, right, listen, I get up and I hurt. So I'm not no. I'm not doing bowling for too long. I'm not doing any no, physical for, activity for too long. Look, I've I've hit, real, the, I've hit the yeah. opposite of the golden age that you guys keep telling me uh-huh. about. So I'm I'm ready on for the other the, side. I'm ready for the back pain from bowling. I'm Everything. ready for it. <laughs> You're gonna get back pain from fucking sleeping, sleeping too long. Yeah. 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 That definitely hasn't happened since I turned thirty at all. <laughs> That's why the show is so relatable, I think. Because we're old. It's relatable this- if you're fucking the mummy fresh from the crypt. <laughs> but Or a sponge, apparently. Yeah, the, the sponge. The Imhotep trio. Imhotep. <laughs> Imhotep. Uh, Benny Russell goes back to work. And he has written six sequels to Deep Space Nine, a story that Pabst already refused to publish. <laughs> it's so ballsy. Like, he's like, what the fuck, Benny? <laughs> what are you doing? But then uh, Macklin, uh, 
Miles O'Brien is like, you could uh, Burt Macklin. make the story uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a dream. A dream. It's so smart, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a smart play to get it. It's an engineer's answer. It's like, all right, yeah. if you do that, like, well, it's better than not publishing the story at all. And I mean, mm. even Benny's like, well, it is. It's better than not than uh, writing it in street chalk, which is what yeah. Kira's character said. Yeah. It's it's cool though too cuz each one of them kind of workshops it. They're mm-hmm. like they're like, yeah, he could be like a down and out like like uh, and like, like they say negro cuz they flashing that around. No, they're always flashing that. It feels very yeah. bad. Well, they say the hard that. R later. Yeah. They they yeah. get a hard R. It's first, very yeah. bad first time in Star Trek, right? Show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um it's I think it's really brave that they had Jake say that. Like yeah. I think it's really like like I I I I don't know this, but I would assume that Avery Brooks was like, no, he's saying it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's saying that word. Yeah. It's funny that this <laughs> is in the same series where a bunch of the characters fucking honey, I shrunk the kids and flying to the ship. But anyway, <laughs> that's not, the next episode. That's yeah, the very next episode. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not long after that. Yep. Yep. I watched it because I was like, I fucking love this. Yeah. It's so, Christ. That's such a good run of episodes. There's like five good ones in a row, yeah. and they're all great. But uh, Benny I mean, I shrunk the kids. Benny goes back to the diner again because there are only three sets. He goes back yep, to the yep. diner and he's psyched about getting a story published. And uh, Cassidy's like, three cents a word. We're rich. We can buy like oatmeal or whatever we, we eat we in nineteen fifty-two. But yeah. um, they're like celebrating, and the uh, the preacher returns again, and he he's like congratulates him, but he says, "But be warned, the path of the prophet sometimes leads into darkness and pain." Yeah, it always does. And I- <laughs> like Cassie's like, "What is, do you know this man? What is he saying?" And they kind of like leave, but then there's some gunshots. Oh yeah, man. and Benny runs over and he finds the two cops have shot and killed Jimmy, which is uh, far, far too close to the reality we still live in. Yeah, at this point, I was like, "Oh, this sucks." Have I switched? <laughs> have I switched to the news for a second? Yeah, <laughs> and, like Russell tries to fight them and they beat the holy shit out of him, and they that keep flashing. Beat him. Oh, so good. Yeah. It keeps flashing between like their arms crossing over the camera that they turn into Gold Ducat and Wayun yeah. and back over and over and over again. Yep. It's the oppression is always ti- it's timeless, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's always the same, different face, same thing. Yeah, it's so Which good. Is, uh, just hollowing. But, they, don't I mean, they say this that... is one of the best episodes in Trek history, in my opinion? So. They yeah, say that Jimmy was trying to break into a car and he had a crowbar. But when they do yeah, the weapon. they do the when they do the bird's eye shot, um, there's no crowbar on the floor. Of course, there's not. And no, yeah, they shot yeah, him because they could. Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly why cops still shoot black guys. Mm-hmm. He has can. a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but he had a gun. It's yeah. the rest of this episode is like hurts to watch yeah, for yeah. a lot of reasons but one of them is specifically because like it flashes ahead a few weeks later and Benny Russell is still completely beaten to shit and has to walk with yeah, a he's cane. fucking post traumatic he's got PTSD he's fucked up he, yeah. yeah it's it's fucked up man and Cassie sends him back to the office for the first time in these weeks to see his story published which is this is the finally the day that the next issue is coming out with his story yeah <laughs> And so he heads back, and everybody's really excited to see him. 
and they're all like hurt for him, right? Like they're they're again they're the the progressives who don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they could all be like we're going to quit if you don't. Yeah, you know, but they don't. But do uh, that. there's a there's a little moment where Macklin has sold a novel about his robots. What else? Mhm. And Russell's really happy for him and like pats him on the shoulder and everything, but Pat really shows sweet. up. Yeah, it is. And Pat but Pat shows up and doesn't have a magazine. And he's like, "Yep, you guys fucked around, and now yeah. you find out about how racist everybody is, yeah, right?" There's, there's not going to be an incredible tales for the month. Mister Stone, the man who owns the—he's the publisher who owns mm-hmm. the uh, the magazine—says that the issue didn't meet their usual high standards, and had the entire line pulped. Uh, which, I mean, it, it is what it says on the tin, but I mean, like, mm. that's uh, an incredibly destructive way to get rid of a magazine. It's yeah, useful. Because you can in the evidence. use the pulp. Mm-hmm. But it's like salting the earth. It's gone, gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's no copies. Yep. If Russell starts to really get angry here. Like, they, the people around him treat it like he's losing his mind. But it's completely and totally justified anger. Yeah. yeah. I think there, there is a part of me that thinks that some of his friends at the office, like, can see this stuff. I mean, they're, they're all in their own way cowardly, right? Because otherwise yeah. they would be helping him. But they don't want him to get arrested. They don't want the police to be called. They don't want him to be taken to a sanatorium, right? They yeah. they do care for him. Um, they do. But, but they don't... It's not enough. That, there's that step beyond caring and standing on the sidelines yeah, that they all absolutely. refuse to take. Yeah, it's like they're doing the the olden day equivalent of changing your Facebook picture to a Ukraine flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what they're doing. They're showing, they're like, oh, I'm like, I feel for you and everything, but I'm not going to yeah. step outside of the social yeah. strata to because try yeah, and I still want to work here. I still want to yeah. be, yeah. yeah. I can't be but poor. It's, it's a classic... And, I mean, timeless sort of um, white thing, really. Mm-hmm. The the white thing to do, which is, like, I'm not going to suffer to better your life. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. the slightest inconvenience for me is too much. Yeah. Even if it will mean it, worlds to you. It would mean giving up the privilege, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And And, like, what's so stupid about it is, like, it's it's you're only hurting everybody like that's your life is being it's worse it's worse when we all are not equal i don't yeah i know i'm preaching to the choir yeah. here but like I, it's just it, I, don't, I don't know yeah it's always going to be worse yeah and again if somebody it's, else it's, doesn't have rights it's it really hard will. to get your mind around who, why would someone think differently than that mm-hmm. you know people are people Regardless yeah. of their skin tone, their gender, whatever, their sexual orientation, their gender yeah. identity, what, there's no fucking difference between us. We're all just people. Even if you, that, yeah. even if you take every bit of that out of it, lo- logically, it doesn't make sense to not have every single person pulling in the same direction. I'm wanting mm-hmm. the same thing. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's like asking everyone to get out of the car because the car is stalled and you need to jump it. So, but asking them to all push on different sides of the car. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, make, it any make any sense. Sideways, you push left. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I will, I will, and I'm not defending the characters, but no. I will say that this is prior to the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. and that possibly they just didn't know, they didn't have an example. Well, right, but also McCarthyism, right? Like, yeah. Pabst yep. has already oh, yeah. threatened Rostov, right, and said yeah. he's pinko. So, um, you know, who is who are the powers that be gonna threaten next with silence? Well, that's right. that's sort of the conundrum that the that all of these characters are facing is that if they do step out of line and they do try to help Benny, they're destroying their own careers because yeah. that next echelon is always going to come in and pulp the issue, right? It's going to yeah. pulp them from yeah. their jobs, from their livelihoods, and I mean, again, it's that uh, there's a sort of it's fear it's i wouldn't i guess i i did and i would again label it cowardice but like mm. uh it's fighting against the system and it's whether you're willing to take those steps to actually try and make change or not even if it does mean losing what you already have yeah yeah um yeah i mean it's uh it's it sucks to see it sucks to watch right yeah like it yeah. sucks to hold that mirror up to even your own face like, yeah exactly I mean, like, there are definitely times when uh, you know we're white like it's happened to us like i know we've done i i you know it's happened it just we, every it sucks, single man. person who's white has looked the other way at some point right yeah and yeah. whether it or not it was when we were younger and we didn't know any better right. or because we were trying to protect something or, or maybe we needed to get somewhere and we didn't have time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, there's a million justifiable ways we could have, you know, justified that in our own hands. Yeah. Or I mean, you don't like, call out yeah. the behavior. You you don't condone right. it, right. but you don't call it out. So you are condoning you, you don't it. Feel, you don't feel like you have the power to do that. Yeah. Right. In the situation. Like, there's a, there's a power dynamic that's mm -hmm. against you as well in the situation. And I mean, like... Uh, it's it's not right, but I guess it has happened to all of us at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. I always think about like an underrated character in Enterprise is that Nathan Samuel dude, right? Mm -hmm. Who uh, Archer says like y you know you used to be like this bigot, like he was like this like anti like alien pr like guy, mm -hmm. and then he's like yeah that that is what I used to be like, but. Now it's I'm not that, and mm. that's one of the brave people who like change things. Change like, is hard. To, yeah. to sit like, back and s say I don't want to do that anymore. You yeah. know, it's like, it, that's the that's the real heroes of of humanity. Yeah, and people Ch change like is hard him. and change is painful, and even even for like us as as white people, where it's not even. We're not going to lose anything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, but change for a lot of people to come around and find out that like you aren't going to lose anything. What you've been taught is wrong. Yeah. Like, I am so incredibly thankful for uh, '90s what people nowadays and even back then called forced political correctness. Yeah. Right. Right. On yeah. television and in yeah. children's yeah. media and stuff. If it wasn't for that, I grew up in the heart of West Virginia. Like the mm. everyone around me was a racist. 
And I would not have known how wrong that was from a young age if it wasn't for cartoons having very special episodes. Yeah. TV shows. Cartoons, TV shows, and comics. They they taught me my moral code. As much as, you know, like my parents, they're not racist, but my parents... But my parents didn't teach me as much as literature and and media and comic books uh, did about, you know, what it is to be different. And, you know, like, you shouldn't have to hide yourself if you are different and things like that. I think that's one of the good things about our generation is, like, we actively went out to seek different types Mm. of human beings. Yeah. Like, it's true. Much more than, than the generation before us and obviously our parents generation right like like i never wanted to hang out with people who were like me mm. i wanted to hang out with people who i didn't know anything about them yeah i think that's fascinating to me right like i want to go to like a seder like i want to see what it what it what it is you know i want to eat like these people i want to see what their beautiful art is like yeah. right like well it's like there's been such know. a whiplash uh mm. I I worry about the next generation because there's so much out there now that's very much trying to return to an insular, hateful, distrusting Mm. kind of world. Yeah. Um, I guess that was there in our generation as well. Maybe we were just a little too old for it because... I mean, that like, was you sort still of a post nine like... eleven thing when it became mm. noticeable, like in media. I mean, I had friends in high school who were, like, obviously closetedly gay. It wasn't okay to be gay in high school, you know? That was... I feel like our generation very much benefited from what we learned after high school. Like, what we learned when we grew older. Because, I mean, like, I think back... Gen Z does not believe that like movie bullying and stuff is real. Was real. Yeah. They don't think that that ever happened. Yeah. Like they yeah. think that that's Hollywood bullshit. That like mm-hmm. no one ever got yeah. bullied like that. Yeah. No, they and, they like, bully themselves, but they do it in a completely yeah, different. Yeah. They bully each other verbally. Yeah. It's much more uh, uh, streamlined. Yeah. 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 And it, it also, like, uh, can follow you everywhere thanks to the internet now, which yeah, is Yeah, you, you never can come home from it. But, yeah. like, uh, as someone who grew up in West Virginia, again, which was, like, very much about 10 or 15 years behind the curb for like behavior. Um, there was There was bullying near the point of killing kids yeah. when I grew up. So, yeah, it, was uh, like, it does exist. It was like hazing met with bull. It's like this yeah. weird combination. It was prison, very prison for kids. Yeah, yeah it's, it was well, that's very, very is. physical bullying. Like that's, kids got, and including me, I got the shit beat out of us when mm, we were kids yeah. by other kids. Um, yeah, so I running away for my life, right? Mm-hmm. Just, that was that was yeah. the thing that happened. So like, <laughs> uh, I had a point at the beginning of all this. The <laughs> Uh, so I think that we benefited from post high school. Like I feel like my high school was much chiller than my middle school anyway. Uh, but like, yeah, mine was for sure. Because it, it was, it was pretty okay to be gay in high school, but it definitely wasn't before that. But oh, but yeah. I think that is why we're seeing the uh, the new moral panic is like 
people expressing different sexual and gender identities, right? Because Mm -hmm. when we were at school, it was, you know, if you are different, you are gay and you have to be, like, eradicated. And I think a lot of people have taken that into their adulthood and now they're having kids and they're fucking terrified of their children being gay or being trans. Yeah, Yeah, that's a big problem in the millennial generation, uh for sure, is, like, they're having kids and, like... It's it's straight out of like high school mentality or lower than that. Like if I ever had a gay kid, I'd fucking kill him. Or you know, yeah. there and is they that. believe that. There's that, but there's also you know, as a as a parent myself, like there you can see that some of the people are. I'm scared that if they, this person comes out as anything that I'm not or I don't understand, I'm not going to handle it very well. Well, that's the that's what I was going to say. Like it's the there's no box anymore yeah. to put people in. Yeah. And, and that's what freaks people out. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. I can handle if you're gay, but if you're trans, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Right? There like, is a desperate attempt to create new boxes. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, well, that's, I, that's I feel like this do. next generation and even like our generation to a point, we're not, you can't, I like box people in that way anymore. No. Well, you people never need could. to feel free to be yeah. who they are. And if, like, people are individuals, like, we can belong to groups if we want to, but mm-hmm. at the end of the I day, think... you you can't just put a box around someone and that's all they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everything's happening all at once, right? Like, ev- like, like, there is no, like, fashion now, right? Yeah. Like, you can just go on the internet and look and be like, I want to dress like it's 1965. Yeah. And people and do people that. people will be fine with that. Yeah. And... And I think that's the the plus and minus of the internet is like nothing is happening in a box ever. Like yeah. it's all, it's like exploding, yeah. and it freaks the fuck out of people. You know what's <laughs> like, fucked up is you out. just reminded me that like if you wore the wrong type of jeans, yeah, in yeah. middle school where I went, you get the shit beat out of you. Yeah, yeah. Or you had people, the wrong. Now people can dress however they want. Yeah. People would make fun of you for wearing like sweatpants in yep. elementary school, and yep. then you go to college and you're like, literally, girls Everyone. roll out of bed and like put on Uggs and they're like, I got a class. That was that was <laughs> yeah. very much that era in college. It's just fucking, yeah, and I I loved it. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, all this wraps back around in the fact that uh, I think what we're getting at is that we thought. Uh, Things were gonna get better, mm-hmm. and I think we forgot Hoped. that things are gonna always get worse before they get better. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of um, resistance, and I think that's again what we're seeing everywhere. Is that's why people are so angry. Yeah, um, that's why you know we're angry about this shit. That's why people who we don't necessarily agree with are angry about mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and we're just angry for different reasons coming from different yeah. directions. Yeah. And all I think it takes is, like, I don't have the answer or whatever to any of this, but (laughs) Jeff does. He'll tell you what it is. But you gotta be a patron for that. It's true. Patreon.com slash Empire's Podcasts. Yep. I think think just a little respect each way. A little, and just, I don't know. Listening. Not, yeah, just, yeah. Don't have to prove yourself to be right because with stupid people you never will right so do you know what that is such an attractive uh quality of the person be then being able to say sorry and admitting they're wrong yeah yeah it's It's, great it's a really nice thing i think josh is right uh 
by way of the band Erasure. We just need a little <laughs> respect. I think I live my life by one Erasure lyric at a time. I think that's the only one they had. So. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. You uh, have been, really last month you were trying to discover a little something to make you sweeter, but... <laughs> That's, yeah. That's, well. God, we're all... How do you, how do you improve on perfection, of course. Rich, I don't. But uh, Benny is, he's very much like, um, he's had enough, right? He's, yeah, he's angry, he's tired, and he's being fired now because he yeah. dared to step out of line. It's the Pabst line. It's not about what's right, Benny. It's about what is. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking scumbagish. And like that, everyone in the that, room stands there and watches while he he lets all this out, all this truth. Like, you know, like he's you can't deny his humanhood. He says, I am no. a human being and you cannot deny that. You can't deny what I've written, what I've created. It's all real. It's all here in my head. Yeah. And you can't take that away from me. Yeah. And you can't destroy yeah. an idea. That is the crux of mm-hmm. the entire episode. You cannot destroy the idea that he, that he is a human being and he deserves to be able to create the same way everyone else does. And all these all these black kids who are reading these science fiction magazines yeah. deserve to see themselves in it as well in the future. Yeah. Yep. I will say, uh, after this, I had to cleanse my palate mm-hmm. of all this incredible show. Like, I, I, but it's heavy, right? Yeah. So I, I went and I just binged a bunch of lower decks. Yeah. And. What do you what do you well, what do you have in lower decks? You have a black captain, a yeah. black main character, mm-hmm. and you don't. I don't even think about it. I don't. I'm not patting myself on the back and being like I'm not racist. But like we have come somewhere. Like we've gone somewhere. Some We're yeah. On the road. Some of us have. Yeah. That, like, Some of us. Have. Like, right. I would say humanity is on the road. I mean, there's there's a. Or we found the road, at yes. least. Maybe we're not on it, there's but we're a, looking uh, at it. <laughs> there's sort of a very human propensity to look at all of the negative in the world and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, be like, oh, well, it's so bad, right? Like, everything's so bad. And it is, but... <laughs> but also, yeah. We have actually come quite a ways from where th- we were. I think, it's, like... Um, you can look back and see it so easily. We're not over a horizon at all. You can look down the street and see where we came from, and there's a million we'll miles ahead of us. Yeah. But we'll we always have taken the first defending. few steps. We'll always have to defend... Like, let's say that we, like, do live in Star Trek, right? Like, well, what's next? Hologra- holograms, right? Yeah. Like, or or uh, datas, or... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's always going to be some push to our humanity like yeah. it'll never stop price, price of freedom that's... is eternal vigilance right yes. yes yeah there will always be people who are trying to undermine what we've built and how far we've come even if we've only come a few steps down the street there are people who are pulling as hard as they can to bring us back to where we were yeah. and that'll never change we just have to make certain that we pull harder in the other direction yeah just try I don't know I try to remember that, like, you never know, man. You never know who you're going to meet and who, how they 
been what they've been through what what their life is you know mm-hmm. like you never know when you're gonna find somebody who like maybe they'll fucking change the world dude who knows i don't know yeah i mean you it's can never tough. really know you can just hope for the best for everyone like mm-hmm. like even benny like like he has this breakdown and like it's it's tragic and it's hard to watch and all those people in that room don't say anything but y- you never know like what they're gonna take from that like maybe one of them goes and writes a novel about a black yeah. guy who you know who knows yeah. right like that's I guess I you never know which direction change is going to come from. You just have to. It can happen on a pin of a head, man. It always does. It's always that. It's like that. Lord. It's like Lord of the Rings, right? Like you think it's over. Mm. Like there's no way that we can come out of this, right? And then a little Hobbit guy drops the ring and and, and it's, it's over. Done. Yeah. And it, everything changes. It's the it's, the smallest, yep. most insignificant people can change the way the world moves ahead. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's why I'm an insignificant piece of shit. <laughs> the uh, they they do cart Benny Russell away in an ambulance, and because yeah. I thought like, oh god, they're taking him to the insane asylum, but no, it is an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he looks up, the preacher is sitting beside him, holding his hand. Yeah, and he looks down, and he's wearing Cisco's uniform from Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. and he says, "Who am I?" And this is the line of the maybe the line of the series, maybe the best yeah. line in the history of the series. He says, "You're the dreamer and the dream." Mm-hmm. Yep, and that sums up the entire episode. He's he's the dreamer who sees the bright future where. There is a black captain of a space station who controls it all, who gives, who's the hero of the story, who changes the universe. And he is the dream. He is Captain Sisko in that position. And he's Avery Brooks, the dreamer, but he's Avery Brooks, the dream for being the captain in that place. Like, you have the first black captain in Star Trek, which um, took a little while to yeah. get, right? Yes. Uh, so there you have that, which, you know, nobody went... That didn't go unnoticed. Well, then, uh, even then you had the whole thing where they wouldn't let him shave his head and grow a goatee because they thought yeah, he would look yeah. like an aggressive black man, right? They <laughs> right, said right. that, like, they like said that. Absolute fucking so, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, grow your hair and shave your goatee off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it's you have to make this episode if you're if you're him. Mhm. Mhm. But even so, I could guarantee you the people did not want the well, stuff. There, there that was is a in pushback this for this episode for sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, and it's it's like it's like the dreamer becoming the dream. It's the mm-hmm. it's reality is art. Art is reality. Yeah. What is the truth, right? And uh, Cisco wakes up in the infirmary, sa- surrounded by his dad, his son, and his fiance. And Bashir's also there, and they're happy to see him. <laughs> he was only he was only unconscious for a few minutes, and his neural oh, patterns man. were out of control during all that. But now they're back to normal, and then uh, they're like, "You did that thing again." Yeah, don't his, do that. His thing HP again, is back to max. <laughs> Um, Gadisco's about to leave, but he's having a conversation with Cisco before he leaves. And he's like, I'm going to stay and continue fighting for the future. I'm going to fight the good fight. Yeah. And he's like, you know, maybe we are just 
the in the imagination of Benny Russell mm-hmm. seeing a future yeah. and a story that he created of like a far better, far more perfect future. And he looks in the window and he sees Benny Russell staring back at him. Yeah. The end. My interpretation oh, of man. that my interpretation of that is that every single person is both that he's he's not just talking to the the preacher isn't just talking to Benny Russell or Ben Cisco yeah. right when he says you're the dreamer and the dream it's every every single person is that because we're all we're all the dreams of our uh, forebears and we're all dreaming of a better future right yeah and if you want to like think of it like scientifically or whatever, like what exactly is con- like what are we yeah. a- a doing? Yeah. Who are we? Right? Like I'm living Jeff. is a dream in a way. <laughs> that he's Jeff. yeah, but like living is a dream. Like when you go to sleep Life at night, is you wake a dream. up. Yeah. How That's... do you know you're awake? Yeah. How? It's I'm not. Restful. I don't know. But we're all the it's very we're, unrestful. We're all the um, you know, like no person is born in isolation. We're all the parts of the previous people that you know, you know, our parents and yeah. you know the the things that have happened before in our culture previous and people, society. Experiences, culture. We're the fucking yeah. butterfly blowing dust in the field that makes the a storm, right? Like yeah. Every it's every possible thing that could have happened made you yeah. which is insane yeah the statistics There's a lot of, of coincidences. blow my mind the, yeah. there were a lot of coincidences in a row that led to you being created yeah. as a person yeah especially me because yeah, i'm the, great but isn't that no isn't amazing that, that's it's amazing that's one of those things that makes me feel quite the one of the relatively only things that makes me feel quite positive about human existence right in the you know like I met my wife, you guys met your partners, and, like, the statistics involved in you two getting together, right, of us three having this conversation right now Mm -hmm. are so infinitesimally small. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could have been a different sperm cell, right? Or it could have been that our parents had sex on a different night, right? Or, you know, maybe... Yeah, I could have been the sperm cell that had the tiny dick, but instead I'm the one with the giant, (laughs) totally real sack. Yeah, like all of us, That's what I was going to say. I was making a joke about how special and special boy I am, but um, (laughs) my, my mom was literally not supposed to be able to have children. Yeah. After my brother was born, and here I am. Yeah, it's wild. It's man. a, it's I mean, a it's... wild series of coincidence. We've heard about your brother. She needed to do a better copy. It's true. Yeah, there just needed to be a, a redo. <laughs> the, redo. Mulligan. <laughs> Hit the reset button on the Nintendo. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's uh, a series of choices, coincidences, uh, cosmic happenstance that yeah. we're at the place we are now. And I feel like... Uh, beyond that, like where we're at now as a society was a series of conscious choices yeah. to press against the societal mold. Mm-hmm. It really makes you start to like, not to like black and white the whole thing, but it, 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 it does sort of feel like that there is like some kind of evil, like pushing against like, fundamental like truths of human liberty and human like just peace like just being able to live your life peacefully and 
not having to be a slave. <laughs> and, that, like, and that you know evil I mean? is Rupert Murdoch. It, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's true. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like this, yeah. It's very much the a combination of emotions and purposes. Mm, like yeah. they're the combination of so many people who are working to better society, to bring us closer together, to. Um, break beyond our limitations mm-hmm. and to like create peace. Yeah. On the other hand, there are a combined number of those things equal are and opposite that are trying to yeah. destroy what we've created so far to yeah. benefit themselves. I think like there's this thing, isn't there? Like with the Plato's cave, you know, analogy and stuff like that. That like, I was just thinking about that they, today. That's weird. They say that like nature abhors a vacuum but i think nature also abhors having its patterns like changed and Mm -hmm. having its uh rules shifted and i think there are a lot of people who are trying to keep the status quo because they worry that if we if we change it we somehow like either lose something or it's going to be irreparably damaged right oh yeah and there are I people act- who are absolutely terrified yeah. of any change, regardless of positive or negative. Yeah, and although this episode was written about like black people and their struggles and how things haven't really changed that much, but we hope they do in the future, you could apply it to like the things the trans community are going through now, right? And yeah. um, people hate the fact that they can't, like you said, put people in a box. And they're worried that, like, all gender science is going to be broken if we change it. Like, we're not going to have kids anymore. Yeah. Like, anything like that is good. Like, that's not... It's not This sort of false catastrophizing to, like, cover up their own biases. But it's, it's like, look at at it, like, from a numbers perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, there's fucking 8 billion of us. Like, of course we were going to get to a point where we now don't even need to worry about that shit. Yeah. Uh, like, birth changed. rates are dropping because the yeah. planet's recorrecting itself, which sounds very like Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but right. you know, but like the planet does. At some point, things, we gotta well. stop making people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking stop using Mako. <laughs> 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 but you know, like it, you look at it from a conservation of energy s- situation, right? You can't create ma- you can't create energy. You can't destroy energy. It changes from one form to the other. So maybe mm-hmm. there are too many people. And birth rates are dropping because people need to die before we can dip back into that well. F- figuratively but, and literally, of course. Right. But, like, that's what, like, like Jeff is saying, too, is, like, the thought of that is, like, yeah. that yeah. you are not in control of that. Well, there's, is terrifying. There's also it. the fact that, like, throughout history, like, there, there's a sort of idea that, like, uh, gay folks and transgender folks are, like, a new thing. Mm, but, like, yeah. if you yeah, look back not... through history, it was all just, like... <laughs> You know, if you if anyone ever found out that you were gay or transgender, you would be killed. Yeah, so, yeah. In certain societies, and other ones, it was just fucking normal as yeah. shit. Right? Well, I mean, like, there was uh, in in Native American society, in some Native American tribes, there was the idea of a two soul, which yeah. is literally just being transgender today. That's transgender. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. We all remember the tale of Achilles and his best friend Patroclus. Yeah. His, <laughs> Not his, his gay lover. Plat- his best platonic pal <laughs> slash nephew, Patroclus. This is nephew, his cousin Patroclus. or whatever it is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. they were buried hand yeah. in hand, but you know, yeah. they definitely were just roommates. Yeah. yeah, I definitely love my cousin that much. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you, that's why you had those uh, those dildos, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I'm not going to say anything about that. No, That's a Story it. Lord's exclusive story. Head on over to be a patron. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. Speaking of listening, uh, listen to this advertisement, because we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dixon's unbeatable deals. This new high-tech Hitachi video with transmitter remote control under £400. Save £5 on this Miranda Autofocus compact camera. Save £40 on this superb Seisho Twin Deck MIDI Hi-Fi. Save £60 on this Twin Disk Drive Amstrad personal computer system plus exclusive software offer. Dixon's deals. We guarantee you can't buy better. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. We have reached the apex of the episode. The asex. <laughs> Where we do not have sex. <laughs> asex. Ah, why did I come on the show? You promised me that was my why one did, payment for being a guest. Why did I come on? Uh, <laughs> why did you come on? What did this I? Is, who did I? This is the um, end of the episode where we wheel on out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Look at the last 50 million episodes to figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. And what we give you our mean? review score between 1 and 10. That's all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> Don't think about it too much. <laughs> so um, let's start with our, uh, our resident uh, Brit, our resident brother from another... <laughs> Mother across the Pond. sea. Yeah. <laughs> Rich uh, Masters. I, there's, there's a part of me that really wants to, because if it's importance and stuff like that, wants to give it a 10, right? But yeah. it's too, it's too, it's too, I can't give it a 10. That means it couldn't have got any better, right? And, you know, there's stuff that you could change to make it better. But it is as close to perfect as episode of t- television, let alone an episode of Star Trek that you're yeah. ever going to get, right? So I'm going to give it a 9.5. Yeah. I mm. I agree. I, I, I thought 10. And I... Uh, it's like not a not 10. <laughs> yeah. It's you not a not 10. It's not not a 10. Uh, I but I I don't know I can't think of a thing I would change I honestly can I have to give it a ten I have to I can't think of anything I would change about it I'd maybe put Rom in it I think like or Garrick <laughs> it would have been interesting to, but it's but it's not but because like all of the A cast are in it and then Ducat and uh, Wayuna are in it. Yeah, and I'd Nog. liked, but th- that's that's my my a nog, yeah. But I don't remember a cat being in this. Do <laughs> cat? Yeah, do cat. Do cat. Ah, it's like the thing you sleep on—a cat. Do pacato, pacato. I'm just fucking with you. But I'd like the only downside I can really see from it is that you know. Could they have made it a longer episode? Could they have, you know, could it have been a two-part or would it have been a bit too depressing? Well, it winds know, up right? kind of becoming a two-parter, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. sort mm-hmm. of does. I, um, I, I know that this is your writer sensibilities, right? And and I and I agree, like, you know, yeah, there's something. Um, I disagree. 
I feel like this this episode of this show though like easily could not have been made. Like they could have yeah. easily done mm-hmm. exactly what happens in the in the episode, right? Like and been like, I don't know if the flyovers people in Oklahoma City aren't gonna like this. Well, you could you know? see you could see their softening towards Avery Brooks wanting to be a black man, like it was mm-hmm, some yeah. sort of like he wanted his character to have some sort of cultural identity other than I'm a Federation captain. Because there's that episode right. where he brings all his African. Um, art out of storage and starts putting it up in his quarters and there's the yeah. episode where he talks about how he doesn't go to the holodeck um, that program, the, the Vix Vic. program. He doesn't go to because Vic. Vic. he wouldn't have been welcome there. Yeah. yeah. People were, yeah. But back in like the first three seasons of DS9 it was kind of like no, you are essentially. We might as well have had a white man in this. In this well, he's role. not even a captain. Right. Yeah. They don't even make him a captain. Yeah. I, um, I, I disagree about the the writing of the episode like the um construction of the episode like needing something i feel like this episode is so incredibly tight mm-hmm. like by like i feel like if you take anything out or put anything in you have sort of ruined the balance of the episode my yeah. i uh, yeah i i think you're right it's just like like josh says like I always approach this with the mind of a writer. Look, like, how would I British, make Jeff. it better? Because I'm, you he's know, British, like... Jeff. Nothing can be perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> stiff upper lips, exactly. all that. I'm giving exactly. this episode a ten out of ten. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 I feel, feel like now I feel like a maroon. No, 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 like no, 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 no. not a maroon. No, not a I... color. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look. I feel you. I, I, cause, but I feel like I also gave like my favorite episode, Pale Moonlight, a ten out of ten. Yeah. So I got yeah. like I have to give this yeah, a ten yeah. out of ten. I, I don't feel any necessity for giving this a ten out of ten. Like I, I, I feel like it earns it on every. No, it earns like for real. Me. It earns it. Like yeah. there's there's perform the performances are absolutely stellar in this. From like the comedy beats of the other writer characters yeah. to like. Benny Russell as being this like perfectly round encapsulated human being that you feel for you there's there's a a problem in a lot of media especially media created by white people that is mm-hmm. um, uh, when they're trying to get across the idea of racism and someone being beaten down by a racist society of a time <laughs> Where they don't round and flesh out the the actual black man or black woman who is yeah they just wear the racism as their yes. costume like yeah, their yeah, yeah. their entire character is meant Fic- to make you feel a way and there's nothing yeah. behind yeah, yeah, yeah. the facade it's and almost like how Benny just... Russell is as a character yeah you know? he he's not just a victim right no he is a he is a writer he is a uh, he's he's touched by a power beyond our realm you can mm-hmm. interpret that whatever way he but he himself is a writer a creator an artist and he you feel what he feels throughout the mm. episode in a way that does not feel performative it doesn't feel manufactured it feels real and that's oh. hard to watch sometimes I, but it's yeah I think that's rich? yeah. I think that's really important that it doesn't feel performative, right? It. I I want to say this without trying to sound like a dick, right? But there is a lot of media that put in a character 
just to, it feels like, say that they have a character of that type in a oh, show. God, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Not to harp on this, but the king of that is fucking J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. his fucking bread and butter, right? But, like, we look at, you look at things like Discovery that has on paper really good characters, and it's like yeah. they don't say anything. They're just there because they wanted to have a character who's a robot to promote yeah. disability and a character who has uh, exactly. they pronouns just so yeah. that they could say, we did it, but we're not going to do yeah. anything deep level with it. Yeah, this is this is a real experience that uh, black men in the 1950s would go through. There's yeah. nothing... Uh, Hollywood about it. Yeah, the part where he comes up to this cop, I it, just the the way he acts. I was like, this is a man who has done this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Avery Brooks has had yeah. like I could see it. I could see it, and it's like the the fucking like like the yes sir yes sir mass mm. that shit right. There's like, like I a, feel it. There, there's like a a roundness to all of these characters. Like I feel like um there's there's a cartoonishness to certain ones like the characters that are meant to be funny or funny but there's like a deeper meaning to some of them like uh quark's character like armin shimmerman's character who we see as someone who is indignant about injustices but doesn't actually do anything to change them yeah like he'll stand up and he'll bark but when it comes time to actually do something he'll completely back down as soon as he's even slightly capitulated to he his and, ego is stroked, so he's done. Yeah, and it's it's really easy to um, it's really easy to headcanon things, and I don't always like to do this, but like Armin Shimmerman is Jewish, Armin Shimmerman is like really liberal, and mm. I feel like they cast him so perfectly in that role because he was originally supposed to play Pabst. Um, oh, I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, and um, they cast him so good in that because. Like, you can see the strings of why he doesn't go as far as he should, right? You know, a Jew, a Jew in the media, um, right. thinking that, you know, like, if they if they call me in, in a McCarthyism era where they're like, his editor is not convinced that he's not a communist, you right. know. He'll get blacklisted. He'll get blacklisted, exactly. and you think to yourself, sure. okay, I can, I can see why. It doesn't make it acceptable, but I can yeah, see I mean, why. That is sort of a headcanon thing. I, yeah. I feel like story-wise, that character exists. This is something that we white people don't like to discuss. We, mm-hmm. we're, like As a whole, not saying us, us, because we're perfect. But like mm-hmm. other white I'm, people... I'm not white, I'm a redhead. We don't... The whitest of white. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. On the color white, chart, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking clear, dude. Yeah, it's like, like you dug character... Josh out the Mariana Trench. <laughs> like, this, char- <laughs> this character exists to be... Like, as you're watching it as a white person, you're, uh, if you're like really sort of critically meeting the episode, right? Hmm. Uh, you feel a little bit of that, like, hollow feeling, that pain at the situation assuaged by how he's acting. Mm-hmm. But then as yeah. soon as he immediately stops, as soon as he's capitulated to even slightly, yeah, that discomfort doubles for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I seeing think, the I mirror, think, right? Yeah, I think what, what, we would really need to do is to have like a person of color give us their opinion about his character, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that would have been great for this episode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. You white piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking had to be a honky today. 
Bad choice. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, but like there are there are like comedy performances in this and then there are like um, more nuanced performances in this. I mean like mm. uh, when you see Ducat and Wayun as the cops, you're like, ha ha ha, they're playing cops, but then That's funny, yeah, get it. So yeah. like yeah. they they're sort of pulsating this violence yeah. the entire time. Like it's right yeah. below the surface the entire time they're with Benny. They mm-hmm. want to hurt this man in any way they can. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like those performances are like they're hard to to watch, but yeah. they're so incredible. Like this is that's why like, they're great. That's yeah, why yeah. like you know that's why you know you watch Schindler's List maybe once every five years. You know yeah. you know well, you watch like, it and you're like oh right this is fucking yeah. insane right. Like my, yeah. my favorite episode of Star Trek I've mentioned a million times is uh, The Inner Light. Yeah, and uh, somewhere like second or third favorite is Balance of Terror. I think mm-hmm. that episode is like a perfect yeah, TOS episode. Yeah. But I think Far Beyond the Stars is like my second favorite Star Trek episode. Yeah, no, it's it, really it's really good. It just goes beyond the frame like Star Trek is an amazing framework that can tell so many different stories and uh it uses metaphor so well to hold the mirror up to us as an audience in our yeah. society. And I feel like Far Beyond the Stars does that even beyond the framework of Star Trek. Like yeah. Josh said, it was probably really hard to get this on the air. Yeah. 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 I'm sure somebody, you know, did exactly what this episode talks about. Mm-hmm. And some executive was like, well, it's not really like what we're going for with Star Trek this season. Yeah, they tried well, the pulpit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure um, that happened. Well, I think that's why they, that's one of the reasons why they probably put Avery Brooks in this directorial role and because they knew he would have the bravery to see it through to the end, right? He wouldn't capitulate. He wouldn't film it any other way. He has to tell his authentic story, right? Yeah, it's season six, and it's like, well, what like, you can do, you're, sack what are you me? Do? Fucking fire him? Yeah, yeah exactly. What, what is like... this? Fantasy fiction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a there's a quote from Avery Brooks about this episode uh, he says I quote if we had changed the people's clothes the story could be about right now yeah. what's insidious about racism is that it's inco- unconscious even among these mm-hmm. very bright and enlightened characters a group that includes a woman writer who has to use a man's name to get her work published and who is married to a brown man with a British accent in 1953 yeah. It is perfectly reasonable to coexist with someone like Pabst. It's in the culture. It's the way people think. So that was the approach we took. I never talked about racism. I just showed how these intelligent people think, and it all came out of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, they set out to make a fucking, like, Bradbury-esque art novel novella and Mm -hmm. in star trek and which is saying something because there's tons of that shit right the show that's known for its like poignant yeah like episodes and they made it they did it they fucking i mean that's insane it's incredible how i don't know it's like it's it's crazy it's such a tight package yeah Uh, we all know we love tight packages here on the show yeah the best kind it's such a it's such a perfectly encapsulated story. Again, like I, I'm sure there are things like Rich has like ideas he could do better. I'm sure, but <laughs> wow, there's that tone again. Look, yeah. there was no tone. 
that was I believe what I say and I say what I believe. <laughs> that was that was like a phone off the hook tone. Like, that was how much tone that was. Uh, no, that was. I'm 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 sure like it could be argued by literally anybody that there there are things that could be done to better the episode. I'm sure like. Uh, again, like Josh said, it would be better to have like uh, a black person's opinion on this episode, mm. but uh, all we got is honkies. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but, everybody. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm white. But uh, the, <laughs> Sorry, I'm from the Marianas Trench and you can see my organs. <laughs> there are only two of Josh in existence and the other one's Larry Bird. Um, Who's better at basketball? I guess we'll find out someday. <laughs> we'll find out if you head to patreon.com slash podcast. Um, in the original outline for this episode, Michael Dorn's character was a boxer, not a baseball player. And he no, was that wouldn't have worked. He was romantically involved with a white woman, which was discovered by the racist policeman who subsequently beat him to death. The killing was replaced by the shooting of Jimmy in the final episode. Also in the original yeah, weirdly version. Weirdly enough, I feel like that makes more sense. Yeah. That's that's so real to it's actual so experience. Two thousand twenties, right? Yeah. The reason I say though that wouldn't work is because like at the time baseball was the American pastime, right? Yeah. So boxing having, was also very popular. Well, yeah, but, boxing was huge. But boxing was I wouldn't I wouldn't say it, it was acceptable to have a black man box, but it was more acceptable to a racist white audience to see two black men fight. It wasn't yeah, acceptable right. to see like a black man represent the Yankees or something oh, like agree that, with right? That. Absolutely. Um, I also it, I agree with the decision to have Jimmy be the one who gets killed. I agree yeah. with this a lot. In the original version, Armin Shimmerman's character got encouraged by Russell's breakdown to go ahead and publish his Benjamin Sisko story. Again, from my interpretation, I think that very much undermines the character Armor Shim- Armin Shimmerman's play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like what you were saying, yeah, uh, Jeff. Um, like how he's like you know not that hero. He's not the hero. No, right? he's he's not the hero. He's he is the he has the ideal. He has the the like portrayed ideals of the hero. Yeah, but yeah. he's not the hero. Yeah, yeah. You can't have, you can't have, there is no way that Rostov could come in and swoop in and take the glory and it be seen as anything other than opportunism. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's a pretty big, shady. like, sort of white savior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, white narrative yeah, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh. It's like my favorite uh, uh, part of the second Sex in the City movie. <laughs> <laughs> bet, you, I, bet you didn't think I was going to say no, that. No, what the fuck? No. <laughs> I, I remember watching this movie with my now ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe this has something to do yeah, with gee, it. Gee, I wonder but, uh, why. <laughs> and I just tore this fucking movie apart. It's like I, I was like, I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. Because at the end, Carrie, like, she's the white savior. She yeah. saves the day. She lets the black lady's shoes be uh, sold in the boutiques. And, mm. you know, and I was like, this is, this is. Bad. Like I was like, this is bad. Like, yeah, that's fucked. Bad, bad. There is bad, there is bad. literally a uh, fucking marching band out on the main road past the cul-de-sac I live in. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Let's go, Josh, Marshall. Let's Josh, go. Josh has gone. Uh, Jeff's gone back in time. Other Josh has gone back in time. Uh, that's the first time I've ever done that. 
Uh, well, now the seal is broken. Now, You're never going to stop. Now the, the, the cycle is complete. Uh, Jeff's gone back <laughs> in time to the 50s. Well, it's uh, it's the, the high school band. They're apparently like going up and down the main road here. They're practicing, yeah. It's the Lord like, Association. If you listen really close, you can hear I the drums it. on my track. I heard the fucking like, fight song, man. I, I heard the fucking like, Let's Go Panthers or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's a good point to end the episode on. Uh, Josh and I gave it a 10, and uh, Racist Rich Masters gave it a 9.5. <laughs> I almost fell off my chair. I almost fell off my chair. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm kidding. Rich had legitimate reason to give it a 9.5. Look, I don't think it's such a That's thing a, a good perfection. score. 9.5 is uh, as close to a 10 as you can get with none of the other numbers between 9.5 and 10. <laughs> Well, there's an infinite amount of numbers between exactly. 9.5 and 10. So. Exactly. Um, Rich, <laughs> please tell the folks where they can find you on the internet. Oh, I have Blue Sky, but I can't remember what it is. So, i tell you what you can do instead. You can go to uh, our podcast, uh, which is... what's What should be the address? Bros- oh, my God. Storylords.card.co. That's card with two R's, and you can hear... Or us all talk this shit forever. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. it? That's all you give me? Yeah, um, you can go... Isn't it well, Rich Masters? Uh, is it Rich uh, Masters? Dot blue sky dot social? It probably is. No one, no one took those Blue Sky addresses very quickly, so I was able to get my no. name. And it's also Masters Rich on the hell site, uh, which I don't <laughs> really post on. So. Oh my god, it's, yeah. Uh, M Class Podcast has a blue sky. It's uh, M Class Podcast dot blue, uh, B Sky dot social. Mm. Check, em, check flows, us out. Yeah. Flows off the tongue. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. works perfectly. Yeah. Um, you can change that dot B Sky dot social. I might do that. Oh, you can? Yeah. So How? Do like M Class dot podcast. That sounds Ooh. really fun. Yeah, oh, that's better. Yeah, we'll easier see. to remember. Um, but you can find the links to. I, I didn't even put that on the website. Fucking great job, Jeff. Uh, you can find all of our links and shit at mclasspodcast.com. And if you'd like to keep the show on the air for a little bit longer, because uh, we are always on the verge of cancellation here, as Josh will tell you. Yeah. What? <laughs> you can head to patreon.com/mclasspodcast for a little, as little as a dollar a month you get access to a patreon full of your fellow trek boys wallpapers of every episode art and for a little bit more money you get another podcast we do called Jeff and Josh shoot the shit we did a new episode of that a couple weeks ago and uh, you get our commentary track series which i think we've done 7 movies now uh, yeah, we are going to do Willow next. Uh, Jeff, Jeff and Josh talk over movies. Uh, we are going to do that soon. And uh, so become a patron today. Like, uh, for different tiers, have different rewards. You you can fucking read. It's on there. Hmm. Yeah, but also, like, here's the thing. Like, if we, I know that if we make too much money, I'm just going to be fired anyway. So <clears throat> do whatever you want. <laughs> no, give them money. Yeah, yeah was, give us was more, that, as that, much money as you can, is what I'm saying. Was that too, was that too dark? Was that too... Uh, I would never fire Josh. I'm not a moron. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, a, I'm not a dumb, yeah. hateful moron with not a fucking shred how, of dignity or understanding how did, of the how situation. How did you spend... How did you spell dumb? Was it D-O-M? <laughs> 
think you might have to cut that, John. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta put in the blink blink sound and cut that? That's two things. The, uh, I'll just do the blink blink sound. The podcast <laughs> is over. Uh, actually, no, thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race. You can find Vitizen's music anywhere better music can be found on the internet. Give him your money at vitizen.cardwith2rs.co. And uh, check out Story Lords. Uh, Rich already talked about it. Storylords.card.co, card with two R's. And uh, listen to that podcast. It's better than this one, question mark? It's yeah, different. It's different. Well, not not this one, because Rich is here making this one like <laughs> infinitely better than it normally <laughs> true. is. So. Very true. Uh, and that's not a knock on you other Rich. Uh, we're just be- we're like Captain Planet uh, Planeteers. We're better when we come together. Yeah. There's only three yeah, of better. us. We really are missing two of these planets. Well, there's definitely no heart here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Fuck true. you. Anyway, that's the end of the <laughs> podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you, Rich Masters, for being on the show. We love you. Oh, thanks. you guys too. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with another episode of M Class Podcast. Bye bye. Bye. Later. I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.